Without further interruption, let's celebrate and suck some dick. Hey, freaks, it's Friday, September 15th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, are you a non-binary vegetable or a heteronormative starch-based gender? Plus, checking in with the man who fell in love with his car. And it's easy to see how mistaking a shark for a tuna fish could lead to a missing limb. All coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Bright Moments in City Council Meetings, COVID-19 edition. You literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. And my the people, we the people, are waking up. And we know what citizen's arrest is. Because citizen's arrests are already happening. Okay? And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask, but every single one of you are going to get punished by God. You cannot, you cannot escape God. You cannot escape God. I'm going to say that again. You cannot escape God, not even with the mask or six feet, okay? Six feet, like I said before, is military protocol. You're trying to get the people to train them so when the, the cameras, the 5G comes out, what? They're, they're gonna they're gonna scan everybody. We gotta get scanned. We gotta get tempered. The kids have to go to school with masks. Are you insane? Are you crazy? I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now because none of you, none of you know what the hell you are all talking about. This is insane. And then you want to open this meeting with a prayer to God. Are you praying to the devil? Because God is not listening to that prayer. Because all of you are practicing the devil's law. What happened to Bill Gates? Why is he not in jail? Why is Hillary Clinton not in jail? Why are all of the, all of these pedophiles that are demanding you all to, to listen to their rules? Why are they not in jail? Oh, is it because you're part of them? Thank are you, you part of the deep your state? Your time has expired. The deep state is going and down. And if any of you are morning. in the deep state, you're going down with it. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Crystal Matt loosens up your butthole. It's just a fun thing. The guy is in the dirty underwear or something. I don't know. He's sniff freak. Why does man have to have such a sweet rectum? The vagina is full of AIDS. Yes, Tim Anton back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Have a great one for you. Uh, posting the program a little bit late today. Hope you enjoyed the best of show. That popped up on the feed earlier today was a a classic episode of DV from 2019. It was uh, the first time we ever featured the GameStop ma'am. Ma'am. It's ma'am. That lady who got very upset because she was being misgendered. Uh, We later learned her name is Tiffany. And here on the podcast, we gave one update involving this character. We later learned that in addition to being a gamer... Obviously, shopping at GameStop. Uh, she was also a, uh, a rapper. Yes, she rapped under the name Sarah Tonin, which is like a drag queen name, really. My name is Miss Demeanor, honey. I rap under the name Summer Clearance. Whatever. We haven't uh, really checked in with Sarah Tonin slash Tiffany lately, and I had a hell of a time tracking her down. As far as I can tell, she's disappeared off of social media. I do have one video where she is giving an update, what she's been up to. I think this was during the pandemic or something. Apparently, I don't need to be creative. 
Yeah, she said she hasn't been uh, creating a lot of content because of COVID-19, but that's okay. She doesn't need to. be making content or, or anything to stay relevant because there's a whole lot of uh, little quasi-celebrities who seem to have a whole lot of opinions about me. I think she's talking about us, guys. Look, uh, I don't know, but you should really share how my nuts taste if they're going to be in your mouth all the time. Look, you know how I feel about trans people. While I don't understand everything about their experience, if they want me to use a certain pronoun for them, if it, you know, if it makes them feel better if I call them a, a she or her, I will. Whatever. Doesn't no sweat off my nutsack. I am a little perplexed because this person went nuclear in a GameStop because the person accidentally called her a him. A couple times. She fucking Hulk smashed a Pikachu display. She got so angry. Ah! She was stomping through the store in her big size 16 shoes. Very ladylike. She's very feminine, right? But okay, she's getting upset because she's being misgendered. But then in this video, she's like, suck on my nuts, asshole. Do you want us to think of you as a lady? If so, stop bringing attention to the fact you have big balls. How about that for a start? You got to meet me halfway here. I'll call you a woman, but you can't be flashing your cock around in my face, either physically or metaphorically. We have to come to some sort of terms here, all of us. We all as a society have to agree going forward how we're all going to coexist between straight people and gay people and cis people and trans and non-binary. Everything is still just so up in the air. Everyone has their own idea of what's offensive and what's appropriate. I need this shit written down so I know how to behave. All right, once again, let's listen to this Southern Belle speak her truth. But you should really share how my nuts taste if they're going to be in your mouth all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is this Theo Vaughn? It does not sound like him, kind of. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to address this whole ContraPoints issue. Um, Contra I'm getting real tired of cringe-ass quasi-celebrities and YouTubers. And now I know she's talking about me. This is war. And and podcasters and washed-up motherfuckers mm -hmm. like, like, like like Michael Rappaport and, and, okay. and fucking uh, 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 that, that, that one dude, uh, Joe Rogan, whatever his fucking name is. All these, there's a lot of people now. A lot of people who... I feel like she's just like clinging on to her 15 minutes of fame here. It's almost like mock outrage. She's like, look at all these celebrities who are still talking about me. They themselves influencers and influential and this, that, and the other. Who got my name in their mouth? And, you know, <laughs> I don't really care. When it's this that person, I don't really care because their opinion doesn't mouth shit. But when it's all the trans people like Blair White or... Like this, uh, like this broad from uh, uh, ContraPoints. It's broad. These are supposed to be your, you know, trans sisters. Um, why? Why can't you just come to me and, and let me know that you're going to be fucking airing me out to your millions of followers? Um, why can't you just come to me and approach me and, and, yeah. and if you got to beef with me, Air it out with me. Come on. Why do I got woman to woman? I gotta find out from from all your rabbit ass <laughs> followers coming to my page talking about how you're so right and I'm so wrong. Look, I don't know what she's referring to here. 
I did find an article uh, that states that uh, Moore, Tiffany Moore, that, that's our girl here, uh, she's proclaimed to the world via Instagram that her son is also transgender, referring to him as a gentle them and a non-binary. Also, uh, she apparently boasts about drug use. She smokes with her uh, son nearby who has asthma and respiratory issues. And uh, she also posed for a photo with her son brandishing fetish wear, specifically a fetish collar. Videos on uh, Tiffany's old Instagram page revealed her to be under the influence of drugs. Mother of the year. <laughs> Moore's criminal record is also quite long, including arrest for armed robbery. Her plethora of mugshots can be seen across the internet, according to this article, all of which were taken before her alleged transition and GameStop freakout. I'm guessing that's why the trans community doesn't really have her back here. Ultimately, you know what? I have to side with the trans community. They're like, look, we've got our own problems. Everyone already hates us. We don't have the energy to fight for you. You're on your own. That's all I have for you, though, regarding an update on Tiff. Maybe I missed something, though. If you guys can track her down, let me know what she's been up to. Speaking of update, oh, my God, I've got a lot of updates for you today, freaks, including a U-Tart I don't think we've featured really in a year or two. Everybody. Does that voice sound familiar? It's Thursday Lane. <laughs> Now, truth be told, Thursday Lane really hasn't gone anywhere. He's been around posting stuff. None of it, though, has really been DV worthy. It's, you know, it's just him talking uh, a bunch of nonsense. Now, of course, what originally attracted us to Thursday Lane was his fetish. He liked the idea of smelling farts. He wanted to get into white guy fart fetish porn. You can see why I'd be interested in that. Like that I will play on this program. The second he starts talking about farts again, I'm there. You know, Thursday's mind works in mysterious ways. I still haven't figured out what the hell he's talking about. Specifically, his fart classifications. He believes uh, the farts of different colored haired men smell different. For instance, if a guy with blonde hair farts in his face, that's considered a chicken cream fart. Dark hair, that's beef cream. I am a silver fox, so if I squatted over Thursday Lane's face and blew a beaver, <laughs> blew a beaver right in his mouth, uh, he would consider that a silver cream trout fart or some nonsense like that. Well, I'm happy to report he seems to have uh, worked out a new classification system. This time, not about farts, but about gender identification. I'm so glad he came up with this system on the same day we gave you a GameStop ma'am update. It all ties in nicely together. Hey tell me if this makes sense. I can tell you right now, it's not going to make sense. I guarantee you at the end of this, we're all going to be scratching our heads. I want to do a psychological food chart. All right, we're... We're starting off strong. Psychological food chart. I want to do a psychological food chart. When it comes to... The reason why I'm doing this is because it's like a... Um, now, we all need our, our, our physical... We all need our physical space and our psychological space. Tell me if this makes sense. What if cis women and trans women are starch? What if gay men, bisexual men... And open-minded straight men, what are four vegetables? Oh my God, 
What if we are vegetables? My mind is blown. Marijuana is a vegetable. All right. Thank you, Pat Robertson, for the assist. Yeah, dudes get to be cool stuff. Carrots and broccoli. Healthy, hearty things. Meanwhile, broads over here get to be rice and pasta. <laughs> Women can never catch a break. People are enslaved to vegetables. Oh, calm down, Pat Robertson. Good Christ. Such a drama queen. All right, so Thursday Lane here is explaining his four food groups of genders. And open-minded straight men. What are four vegetables? Okay. And what if... It's like he's coming up with this as he's recording. What if midgets... Midgets? Midgets are probably like something tiny, like little Tootsie Rolls. Women are starches, midgets are Tootsie Rolls. I'm going to say this one more time. What? Who's who's meat? Midgets are meat? Meanie, what if midget, what if everybody have a middle ground is the meat? I'm going to say this one more time. Because Yeah, please do. I want to know how, how do I become meat? We all in some way should have meat. Uh, have like a um trust a psychological tri-state. A tri-state tri as in three states that are touching one another? Mindset. Remember, just like you got the tri-state area, which is the Delaware Valley. <laughs> he's messing up analogies, right? He, and he's combining tri the tri-state area with foods, starches. Well, what about um, what? the psychological orientation mentality again? It's like, you know, Thursday Lane has a learning disability, but he's coherent enough to know to try to act smart. And this is the way he goes about it. And right? uh, um, yeah. gender, again. I have a theory here. Women are lampshades. Men are hot dog fingers. And if you're not binary, you're open clamshell. And we all live in the tripresinic ocean. What? Women and okay. trans cis women. Uh, yes, explain it again. Trans women. I mean, you can say it over and over. It's not going to be any more clear to us. Are starch. And um, me as a gay, slanted bisexual man, you know, or if any open-minded heterosexual guy or any open-minded transsexual. And hey, I got an idea. Okay. Somebody write this down as a psychological <laughs> plate menu. Because, <laughs> you know, what if um, yeah. women... Uh, what, barbecue baked beans and men are macaroni and cheese. What if cis women and trans women are the starch? Okay. <laughs> what if trans men, cis men... Whether we're gay, bi, or open-mindedly straight, we're the we're the vegetable we're the vegetable fruit crops well, on a plate. Gays certainly are fruit crops. And think about um, and think about um, oh, no. When it comes to like a lot of us having a middle ground, it's the meat. It's nutri. The meat is. Is when it comes to get because remember when you think about it, say you have like a uh, I think he's wearing a camisole, a plate, and like his one tit is hanging out. And ladies, you can tell right here, as a as a gay man myself, I'm not trying to play y'all or have. Okay, listen, this goes on for ten minutes. It never makes sense. I just wanted to give you a little Thursday lane update. I guarantee you, I could fast forward 
seven minutes into this video and he'd be like, I, I have something to say. I, what if women are starches? Like, it's the same thing over and over. He gets stuck in a loop. I will say this, though. He's in the same room that he always records in, yet I do not hear a low battery smoke alarm. So we're making some progress here. Motherfucker changed the batteries. That deserves a round of applause here. Let me just fast forward. And when it comes to a lot of people having a middle ground. <laughs> that's the meat. That's the meat moment. That's yeah. the shrimp moment. Because with meat, you need shrimp, if I'm making sense. Hmm. But again. You're not. But yeah, shrimp and meat. That sounds good. Surf and turf. I think I know what I want for dinner. That's uh, seven minutes into the video. Now, uh, eight minutes Food in. beverage. Yeah. And it can be like sweets. Food beverage. It can be like a nutrient medicine. It can be like a um, okay. a food beverage. And it food beverage. <laughs> I love Thursday Lane so much. She's so dumb. All right, there you go. That's Thursday Lane. Let's move on. The updates keep coming, though. Uh, over a decade ago, we featured a man uh, who was in love with his vehicle. He was featured on that uh, TLC show, My Strange Addiction. And I'm in a serious relationship with my car. Morning, baby. Yeah, he's kissing his vehicle. My handsome man. Oh, it's a boy car. That's some gay shit. Or as Thursday Lane might call it, some hot vegetable action. Nathaniel is in a committed relationship with a car that he's named Chase. <laughs> he met Chase in a resale lot about five years ago. Love you, baby. Oh. Say it was love at first sight. His body and then his interior and everything just together just seemed to fit. And I just felt an instant connection. I love the horror music in the background. Yeah. Nathaniel here is going to kill. Nathaniel's obsession first developed as a teenager when he would build model cars. And then put them up his ass. But he didn't find true love until he met Chase. I don't know if you guys remember when we originally featured this story on the podcast. Uh, most of you probably weren't even listening back then. My favorite part, though, was when he actually uh, confessed to his father. It's one of the best things about My Strange Addiction. There's always that scene where, you know, like the idiot has to come out to a family member. I live my life as a pixie fairy or, you know, whatever. Nathaniel asked me to come up here. Basically, he had something that he wanted to tell me. That's Nathaniel's dad. A man who is about to be humiliated on national television because his son turned out to be a complete freak. I don't know exactly what it's about, but I'd like to know uh, what's going on in his life. Yeah, there's something pretty important I want to talk to you about. All right. Um, I'm, uh, Why can't you just be gay? I'm just going to come out and say it, I guess. I'm in an uh, intimate relationship with Chase. Um, sexually and emotionally. <laughs> sexually. You're in an intimate relationship with your car. Yes. And sexually with your car. Yes. It's your car. Yes. Remember all that money you saved up for Nathaniel's college fund? You're going to want to go ahead and just uh, put that all towards long-term mental therapy, I think. And sexually with your car. Yes. It's your car. Yes. How does... I don't... How does that work? Do you really want to know the answer to that question? Because I don't think you do. How can you have sex with a car? Mainly it's just a lot of just rubbing up against him. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Exhaust pipe. Um, certain, and, and it involves masturbating as well. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so you... Dad has never been prouder. You rub up against it or 
I mean, I, I guess like right now, you're, does this turn you on? Yes. Okay. Let's step away from the vehicle. Dad, uh, thoughts? It's hard to comprehend him sitting in a car somewhere and masturbating to it. Not that hard to comprehend, honestly. Uh, yes, like I said, though, we do have an update. Ten years later, is Nathaniel still in a committed relationship with his red car named Chase? I've got some concerning news. My name is Nathaniel. I live in a small rural town in Texas. And when you last saw me a decade ago, I was in an intimate relationship with my car, Chase. There's like a sadness in his voice, isn't there? Is it just me? I'm sensing something here. I think maybe Chase left Nathaniel for another driver. Don't tell me the car fell out of love with you after everything you did for it. Such a cruel automobile. All right. So then they show some old clips from, you know, the first time Nathaniel and Chase were on My Strange Addiction, including this. If somewhere were to happen, Chase, I, I, my heart would just stop. I just have to gather myself here. I'm sorry for all that. Yeah. So that was a flashback from the first installment. Right. And he literally like this is total foreshadowing at this point. If something ever happened to Chase, I'd blow my brains out. Oh, God. I need a minute. Guys, I am I'm bracing for the worst here. Unfortunately, Chase is no longer part of my life. No! That son of a bitch! Betcha that thing drove off with some floozy. Oh, it says here, four years ago. Oh, four years ago, Chase was involved in a serious accident during a routine checkup. It sounds like God did this. He was like, this is a fucking abomination. We need to put an end to this relationship because uh, it looks like what happened was Chase, the car was taken in for, you know, whatever, an oil change, tune up, whatever. But then something collapsed or fell on the car. They're showing an, an like a picture of like beams and stuff, uh, like laying on the car and the windshield all busted up. I still think about it a lot, and it's, it breaks my heart he's not here. I just, I felt like he deserved better. So this is where I keep a lot of Chase's mementos. He has created a shrine to Chase, the car, which includes uh, like a blanket with a bunch of photos of chase printed on it it looks like the hood of chase is also like hanging on the wall the bedroom is just a, a special place and i felt like that was the perfect place for him and nice to have him close to me the blanket's special to me because it's got a lot of his good pictures on it just yeah, cute stuff like blanket. him getting a bath and us together it's just you you look back and you just don't realize the things you take for granted until it's too late He's crying again. And so... Thankfully for Nathaniel, there are plenty of other cars in the sea. Unfortunately, they rust rather quickly. Fortunately for Nathaniel, there are plenty of other cars on the road. There we go. I just would change, I guess, the way things happened or okay. to try to do something different, I guess, to keep him here in my life. Or just take them to a different Jiffy Lube. One that didn't suffer from a faulty roof. By the way, this entire time, he's still crying. He's bawling like a baby. Still very emotional about all of this. 
Yeah, he's looking at uh, pictures of Chase as he bowls. Like, he is not fake crying. Snot is coming out of his nose. While this is a very tragic turn to the story, um, there is kind of a happy ending here. I still think about Chase every day, but uh, I moved on. I was looking for new vehicles and found a, my, my baby girl online. Oh, this new car is black and a woman. Her name is Cuffy and she'll cream you. No more fear. Black Friday's here. So Nathaniel doesn't care what gender the vehicle is. He'll date male cars, female cars. I'd like to ask Thursday Lane what type of food that makes Nathaniel. My guess is something... <laughs> Wait for it, freaks. I betcha it's something high in carbs. Get it? Carbs. And also carbs, carburetors. Because he likes to fuck cars. It's not nearly as funny because I have to explain it, but you know, I thought it was pretty clever. No, no good. Well, fuck you. It's Friday. I've got one foot out the door. You're lucky I'm even recording a show for you. Anyway, finishing up here, Nathaniel is all excited because he's got his new baby girl. Found a, my, my baby girl online. Pretty good. I love Lex with all my heart. Thank you for all you do for me. I thought he was saying that her name was Lex, L-E-X, as in like Alexis or something. That'd be kind of clever if the car was, in fact, a Lexus. But I believe after doing some further research, he named his car Lix, L-I-C-K-S. That leads me to believe this is just a rebound car. He just, you know, he just wants to fuck it, have some fun with it. This is not going to be a long-term romance like it was with Chase. Our boy Nathaniel here is just working out some stuff. All right, well, there you go. That's an update on the man who fucks cars. Ta-da! I've got one more short clip here for you. You know I love those city council meeting freakouts and stuff. This is very similar, except it's the mayor losing his cool. This is uh, the mayor of Spring Valley, New York, Alan Simon. Apparently, he was having a meeting with uh, trustees, and the whole thing was being filmed. I don't know if he knew that, though. Because he loses his cool in spectacular fashion. This event happened a little while ago, uh, yet I looked him up and apparently he's still mayor. So this did not affect him negatively, uh, at least his career, right? Do you think that this is a good you don't like it? No, I don't like Go it. Go have your own goddamn meeting. I'm sick. What, what, what happened? No, I am what sick. I, I am sick and tired of you handrolls. I have, I have <laughs> had enough. You can go Not exactly sure what has set him off. Uh, I, I was looking up Alan Simon information, and uh, one article reads that Mayor Simon, who has been disbarred as an attorney and removed from other civic roles, is known for his erratic behavior, including the suspension and attempted firing of various employees over the course of his six-year tenure. Most recently, he was in the news just a few days ago, because he told the local police chief that he was suspended and he abolished a critical school resource officer position. Apparently they pissed off Mayor Simon as well. All right, let's get back to uh, the, the clip here. We're just getting started. This is a three-minute tirade. You can go to hell. You have a fucking question on everything I do. Shut up your ass. What? No, I have had enough. Yeah, he just doesn't like to be questioned. Why? 
What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Explain. Oh, you're a prick. That's what you did wrong. And I have no idea how you got that way. Go examine everybody else. I don't know if I'm being anti-Semitic by saying this, but uh, both of these men are Jewish. <laughs> One of the dudes is wearing a yarmulke as he's yelling. Everybody else. But I'm finished. I've had enough of you and your bullshit. I don't want to go to any more meetings. He's slamming doors so hard, like pictures and whiteboards are falling off, <laughs> falling off the walls. Fuck it. I've had enough. I cannot deal with this shit. All I get from you guys is bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm gonna move this fucking thing along, and you guys don't want to do it. Fuck you. And that's official. You can go to hell. I don't give a shit what you do, how you do it, or how you vote from now on. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> That's our mayor. Did you film that? Thank you. Send me a copy, please. Well, there you go. That is uh, Mayor Alan M. Simon. At least he's passionate about his job, you know? All right. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. Of Distorted View Daily, I had with you freaks. Uh, you know, if you're not Sideshow Freaks, you're missing out on a bunch of episodes. Sign up right now so you don't miss a thing. Superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. This week, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, were Sideshow exclusive episodes. If you sign up right now, you can listen to those and grab uh, all of the fun stuff I have planned for you next week more Sideshow exclusive episodes. Again, check out superfreaksideshow.com for more information or an even easier way to sign up. If you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can uh, sign up right in those apps. Just a few taps. You'll pay right in the app. You can even use Apple Pay if, you know, if you're using Apple Podcasts or whatever. And uh, all of these Sideshow exclusive episodes will appear right alongside the free episodes in your feed. Great way to get Sideshow content. Uh, one final way to help support the show, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, we got one here from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Jesus. Give me hallelujah, down at home of Florida, did a moon moon all day. Help it, help it out. Florida is a moon moon all day, baby, to the Today's story doesn't just involve a Florida woman. She's a Florida mom, which means the cracked out shit she's been up to is going to affect her children in some way, shape, or form. Let's read on and find out together how this child is going to be scarred for the rest of his life. Uh, yes, a 32-year-old woman in Florida was arrested over the weekend for bringing her 11-year-old son to a hotel room where she drank, ting, snorted cocaine, ting, ting, smoked marijuana. That doesn't even deserve a ting. That's no biggie. And had group sex with two men, one of whom died overnight just feet away from where the child was sleeping. Ding, ding, ding. That's the one that's gonna fuck him up real good. 
That is, if he woke up and saw the dead body. I mean, if he slept through the whole thing, no harm, no foul, right? Hopefully that kid didn't know what the hell was going on. Amy Marie Kemper was charged with one count of child neglect uh, without great bodily harm. According to court records, a woman thought it was okay to bring her child to a resort in the middle of the night so she could engage in narcotic use and sexual activities. Unfortunately, her son was stuck alone in the room with the deceased male. Oh my God, she left the hotel room? So it was just this little boy sleeping next to a corpse for several hours until she came back. Yeah, this, this woman deserves some jail time. On Saturday morning at about 9.39 a.m., deputies with the Flagler County Sheriff's Office and emergency medical personnel responded to a medical emergency at the Hammock Beach Golf Resort and Spa. There really was no need to hurry. That man has been dead for hours. There's nothing you could do for him at this point. Anyway, upon arriving at the scene, paramedics began life-saving procedures on a 60-year-old unresponsive adult male. After extensive life-saving measures were exhausted, the man was pronounced dead. Deputies spoke to Kemper, who said she'd been staying in the hotel room with the deceased man and another 52-year-old man. The affidavit notes that Kemper also had her 11-year-old son with her on the scene. The cause of death was not immediately clear. Authorities said they found marijuana and Viagra pills and burnt blunts and a bunch of shit. A silver tray with a white powdery substance that appeared to be cocaine, for instance, inside the room. All of those things could have killed the old man. And you know he did every last one of them. It's also important to know that numerous sex toys were located in the bathroom and condom wrappers were located around the bed. I mean, when you're having a drug-fueled orgy and you're high on coke... You're not in the right mindset to be, like, tidying up after yourself. That's, that's like, a tomorrow problem. I don't think that should be used against the woman. Okay, so there were sex toys strewn about and condom wrappers. She's practicing safe sex. That's showing her kid a good example, right? In an interview with investigators, Kemper said she met up with five men at a bar the previous night where they stayed until about 2 a.m. before picking up her son <laughs> from his grandmother's house and going back to the hotel room. They all drank, smoked, and did coke until three of the men left so that she and the two remaining men could have group sex in the room. I was hoping my son would shoot video of the whole thing for my OnlyFans, but he fell asleep. Fucking 11-year-olds are so unreliable. Kepper said that before engaging in the threesome, they attempted to put the couch her son was sleeping on into a closet. They were, they were going to stuff the kid in a closet. Uh, and covered up the door with a sheet so he wouldn't see or hear the sex activities that were occurring. Sometime after the sexual activity ceased, Kemper said she heard what sounded like the 60-year-old man having a medical episode. But shortly after the noises stopped, they decided he was just sleeping. <laughs> so he's having a, a medical emergency. He's thrashing about. And then he just goes silent. And you're like, oh, he must have just went to sleep. Really? Kemper and the 52-year-old man then left the room at about 5 a.m. and were gone for several hours, leaving her son behind with the dead dude. When they returned at around 9.30 in the morning, they found the 60-year-old man unresponsive and cold. That's when they called 911. The Department of Children and Family responded to the scene and they took custody of the 11-year-old child. As for Kemper, she remains in detention on $15,000 bond. Upon her release, she's been ordered to have no contact with her son until the close of her case, 
or a subsequent court order. So there you go. That's what's happening in Florida. Second story we have for you today. Well, AI is continuing to show us how we've got nothing to worry about when it comes to it and its abilities or lack thereof. AI might be coming for our jobs, but they're not going to be very good employees. Take this latest incident. Former NBA player Brandon Hunter sadly passed away unexpectedly at the young age of 42 this week. I like that they're saying 42 is young. Yeah, we're babies. It's a tragedy that rattled fans of his 2000s career with the Boston Celtics and Orlando Magic. I'd take it a step further and say it's a great tragedy. But in an unhinged twist on what was otherwise a somber news story, Microsoft, Microsoft again with the AI? They just need to have that thing stop generating articles. It's not ready for prime time. The last AI article fuck up we read about on the show was also due to Microsoft. Remember that it was like an article about like uh, the hot places to go if you're visiting, you know, some city in Canada. One of the locations on the list was a soup kitchen for homeless people. Like that's a must visit tourist destination. It does kind of sound fun. I like watching people less fortunate than me struggle with life. It makes me feel a little bit better about myself. So I guess that wasn't too far off the mark for Microsoft's AI. Uh, This latest gaffe, though, oof, AI wrote the obituary for poor Brandon Hunter. And the first line was Brandon Hunter, useless at 42. Ultimately, it's funnier than my carburetor joke earlier, right? I want my obituary to say that Tim Henson, useless at 42. And it's, you know, it's the truth. You can't accomplish a lot in death. The rest of the brief report is even more incomprehensible, informing readers that Hunter handed away after achieving vital success as a head for the Bobcats and performed in 67 video games. Condemnation for the disrespectful article was swift and forceful. One reader posted, AI should not be writing obituaries. Pay your damn writers, MSN. Quote, the most dystopian part of this is that AI, which replaces us, will be as obtuse and stupid as this translation. But for the money men, it's enough. Apparently, back in 2020, MSN fired the team of human journalists responsible for vetting content published on its platform. As a result, Futurism wrote that, I guess that's a publication, uh, wrote that the platform ended up syndicating large numbers of sloppy articles about topics as dubious as Bigfoot and mermaids which it deleted after the publication pointed it out. When the article about Canadian hotspot soup kitchens was posted, Jeff Jones, a senior director at Microsoft, said, we're working to ensure this type of content isn't posted in the future. Uh, But it still is. Great to see the artificial intelligence revolution is going so smoothly. Uh, Final story we have for you today is actually a twofer. Yes, I've got two quasi-related stories. They both have to do with sharks. Ooh, how many people got eaten? Let's find out. First up, a tourist in Egypt lost an arm in a horrific shark attack. I will rarely blame shark attacks on human beings, although I just feel like swimming in the ocean is a bad idea in this day and age. But okay, still, you're on the beach. You're dipping your toes in the water. You don't expect a goddamn shark to be there. This woman, though, actually... Kind of wanted to hang out with the shark because she's a goddamn fool. And she mistook the shark for a tuna fish. 
Yeah, she thought it would be cool to swim with a tuna. The female tourist, reportedly from Alexandria, uh, had to have her left arm amputated completely after she was bitten while swimming with a friend. She was rescued from the sea unconscious and was taken to the hospital. Her condition was later described as stable. So this woman in Egypt is very dumb. She's, you know, swimming with what she thought was a tuna fish. Instead, it was a shark and she lost an arm. What could be dumber than that? Well, to answer that question, we got to head back to our most fucked up state. Say it with me one more time. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Of course, Florida has Egypt beat in the dumb department. A Florida woman reportedly abandoned her child in a running car while she swam in the water. What makes her dumber than the Egyptian is that she knew there were sharks in the water. She wanted to, quote, meet the sharks. You you never just meet the shark. You meet a shark, you lose a leg. According to a witness, 41-year-old Allison Sarah Doherty parked her car near a local pier, turned up the radio volume, jumped into the water, and swam for 20 minutes while her child was in the car. Doherty had also left the air conditioning on in the car, so she's not a complete monster. That was nice. Apparently, the NBC affiliate reported that people were shouting at Doherty, you know, to get out. There's sharks nearby. There's sharks and there's fishing hooks. She yelled back that she didn't care and she wanted to get hooked and, quote, would want to meet sharks. All right. When deputies arrived, they said the woman swam away from the coast with no intention of stopping. A local marine unit had to bring her back. A staff member at Captain Khan's Fish House said they saw the woman and her son three times that week at the restaurant, and she was acting odd. She didn't seem drunk. She didn't seem intoxicated. Something was just off, said a staff member. Doherty was taken to the Lee County Jail, where she's being charged with one count of child neglect for leaving the boy unattended in the car for over 15 minutes. Kind of sad that the mother did not get to meet a shark and or her own demise. That would be great. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of ya. Well, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Phone number for you, 206-666-4463. That's our voicemail line. But remember, if you pledge at least five bucks to our Patreon account, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And we do have some patrons checking in today. Yes, caller, you're on with Tim. Try not to act too nervous. I'm just a human being. Hey, Tim, it's Greg. And major celebrity, you know. Hey, Tim, it's Greg from Austin. Um, I'd like to do... A little bit of shilling, if it's okay, but it is for a good cause. Uh, for the sideshow? You want to advertise the sideshow for me? Go right ahead. Um, I am competing in a charity jujitsu tournament on October the 7th. Uh, it's called Tap Cancer Out. Um, it's actually a really good charity. Most, like, they don't, uh, they only recoup expenses, and 100% of the profits go to the... Uh, Sounds the, like a scam to me. ...to the various no. cancer <laughs> research organizations. Yeah, 99% of those cancer charities are scams. I'm not, You won't catch me donating. But if anybody is willing <laughs> to donate or would like to make a donation, there is a donation link on the Discord, on the official business channel. Ooh. Um, you can just go there, donate as much uh, or as little as you can, if you can, uh, again... It's all, it's for a good cause, but um, 
I hope you don't mind me uh, pouring myself out on the uh, voicemail segment. Well, I do mind, and now you're banned. Try to raise some money for a good cause. <laughs> oh, that's all, Tim. Thanks. How about this? I will uh, I will find that link in the business channel, the official business channel in our Discord, um, which you guys can go to if you want to check it out. But I will also try to uh, provide a link on the show notes today to make it real easy for you guys to click on it and uh, support a freak trying to do a good thing here. I will most definitely be uh, supporting him as well. I feel like I need to support as many charities as possible to kind of offset all of the horrible stuff I do on this podcast. Because if there is an afterlife, I uh, I just don't know how that's going to go for me. So I got I to gotta try to do something good here. <laughs> Jiggle Jiggle, Haley's Comet calling up, and I am outraged. Outraged at a recent episode of yours. You, you mentioned, you claimed, you claimed, that only dorks and dweebs were reading books for fun at 14. Yeah, I was specifically referring to you. And and I was reading books for fun at 14, and and this just became a, a, a Tim was right comma demo, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite book, Haley's Comet? You know it's going to be something like fucking Play-Doh bullshit. You know, some book written in the 1600s or something. Meanwhile, my favorite book is Game Informer, issue number 321. It's all about Final Fantasy VII. Oh, it was a good one. Pretty much the only type of shit I read as a child. Timmy Boo, this is Tuna Juice from your your neighbor up the north in uh, Dayton. Tuna Juice? Uh, Just in back (laughs) after a couple of... Weeks on vacation, so I've just been catching up. So I was just listening this morning to your episode on the 7th of this month, uh, specifically talking about, about Mead and how you're saying he needs to be selling, selling sweet tea. Yes. And I've been thinking the same thing. Um, been finally able to talk about it with you, too. I think it's a doable thing. You can have this hard sweet tea, virgin sweet tea. Oh, Mead would never sell hard sweet tea. Later even move into He's, Mead. He doesn't believe in drinking. He's Mead, you know, for that kind of thing. Um, to be honest, this kind of thing could work. It's all about the label. That's what you're selling. Yeah. Uh, we could do it with a pre-order and then the drop ship for, with a, through a fulfillment. You know how, like, there's that uh, vodka brand? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's Skull Vodka. I, I think Dan Aykroyd had something to do with it, right? And, you know, the 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 glass, the, the container is in the shape of a skull. I would love if uh, we could make a mold out of Mead Skelton's body shape. Take a look at the chapter artwork right now. I have never seen a more confusing, strange body. And I think it's because he wears those girdles or corsets or something. He is like, he's super fat, right? But he has tried to shape his body by like pushing shit together for so long. It's very, he's got the strangest body type. That's what I want the sweet tea (laughs) to come in. Which I know is going to add to the cost, but I think it'll be worth it. Kind of thing, and I'll tell you that your target market is not going to care about any of his past. They want it because it is me. In fact, they want to have that past. Um, real quick, though, I wanted to talk tell you I've been listening to you since 2005. Woo! I was actually living in France at the time. All I could do was listen to podcasts all the time, and you were one of the first ones I was always listening to and always have, and have for the most part since in those last 18 years. Wow! And I tell you. Even back then, you have been way ahead of everything and have been just phenomenal. Real pioneer I am, yes. On continuing to improve and being better, and being better actually now than any, obviously, of the so-called single person other podcasts, even better than a lot of the professional ones because of what you do. 
your standalone type of uh, comedy or when you're doing the special one-off type of things are phenomenal. You've also always been able to drill down into the very specifics of humor and everything and been able to get the essence of, of, of the comedy and of the satire. And I think you need to give yourself a lot of credit and you are amazing and I hope we get another 20 years uh, or something. So just want to say that one. And wow. finally, it's uh, me's dad. He's going to die in winter. And I hope I haven't, someone's taken this one. It's going to be sometime in early January, some of the coldest, worst weather. So I'm taking January 5th, just throwing that one out there at some point. Hope no one has that one. Otherwise, the 6th or the 7th. Thanks, Tim. Love you, man. Bye. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the very kind words. I don't think I've, I've received something that nice in a very long time. So thank you. Um, I'm not great with compliments, but I will take it. I'm blushing over here. Uh, as for the mead thing, uh, you know, it's so funny. People have a lot of the same ideas. So you're saying uh, January 5th. No one has picked that, but someone has picked January 6th. I believe that was Stacy. So there's like a lot of Aprils. There's some, um, a lot of Decembers and, and uh, now some Januaries. I guess we're kind of all over the place here, but uh, yeah. Every day we are inching closer to the inevitable. The Grim Reapers coming a knock, knock, knocking on Mead Skelton's door. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you 206 666 4463. That's 206 666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. I've had enough of you and your bullshit. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention this. This is very exciting. One of my favorite artists, uh, and one that we used to feature all the time when we used to play like real music at the end of uh, the episodes, The Marvelous Three, Butch Walker, you know, my faves. Marvelous Three is back with a new album, new music in 2023. I'm losing my mind over it. I'm so excited. The album comes out next month, but the first single dropped, and of course, I love it. It's awesome because it sounds like this could have been recorded in like the late 90s, early 2000s. It's totally got that Marvelous 3 sound that I love. So I'm going to play a little bit of it right now as we uh, end the program. It's called If We're On Fire, Let It Burn. If you're a fan of old school sounding pop rock, you should really enjoy this. Take a listen and I will see you back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye everybody.
a great Friday, you motherfucker. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.